Do you love your ADHD brain or are you so in over your head with overwhelm that you can't see how it's even possible? The idea of taking you on a journey where you can envision falling in love with your uniquely wired brain or love it even more than you already do came after realizing episode 8 came out on Valentine's Day. I strongly believe that giving massive love to your ADHD brain and yourself for that matter, choosing the words you use to speak about it wisely and with intention makes a huge difference. In this episode, you'll learn how positive psychology helps to focus less on what's not working and pay more attention to what is. I'll also share my top five reasons to love your ADHD brain. Honey! Have you seen my keys? Huh, forget it, they're in my hand. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boali, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. For as long as I can remember, I always felt different and as if I didn't fit in. But it had nothing to do with ADHD at the time, nope. The main reason I felt that way was because my classmates in elementary school had both their parents and I didn't. I must have been in second grade when I realized that I was one of the rare kids that was raised by a single mom. So it was very hard for me to understand why I didn't have a dad and I somehow felt as if there was something I did wrong. The other reason I felt like an outsider was because of my skin color. When I was eight years old, we moved from Montreal to a small village on the outskirts of the St. Lawrence River. I was one of the only, if not the only, brown-skinned kid there, and I had to face a mentality that was very different and much more narrow than what I had experienced in Montreal. Being an outsider was something I was very familiar with, so when ADHD came into the picture decades after that, adding one more difference to the list wasn't that big of a deal. And I said to myself, oh, okay, now what do I do with it? And how do I make the most of it? At the time, though, I had no idea that what felt weird or awkward for most of my life would end up being part of my X factor. So yes, being different is something I've lived with forever. It kind of is the story of my life. So I've learned and know quite a bit about being too much for everyone, misunderstood by a lot of people, being the one who thinks really differently, standing out of the crowd, turning right when everyone goes left. 
and I'm going to make the parallel with football. I'm a real fan, and like millions all over the world, I watch the Super Bowl. This year for Super Bowl 57, there was a commercial voice by Bradley Cooper, I believe, that I thought was very touching. The commercial tells the story of players who were told at one point or another in their life that their dream to be a professional football player, let alone make it to the ultimate dream of making it to the Super Bowl, was impossible. They could have listened and believed whoever told them they would never make it because they didn't have what it took, but they didn't. Every single one of them decided to turn right when they were told they should go left. They pushed through adversity, worked hard, and stayed focused on their dream and there they were, giving all they had yet again with a chance to hold the Vince Lombardi trophy up high. What if instead of following those who see everything that is wrong with ADHD, you went in the opposite direction and began to see everything that is right? What if you loved your ADHD brain for all the paradoxes, ups and downs, instead of wishing it wasn't part of your life? What if, rather than letting frustration overwhelm and all the lower frequency emotions take over, you were indulgent towards yourself. What if you saw your difference as something you can tap into and learn how to make your ADHD brain an ally? What if you shifted the way you think and speak of your challenges from negative to positive? Yes, I admit it, I always see the glass half full, and you can say I'm an internal optimist. And as crazy as it may seem, I think there is more to the ADHD challenges we face than making our lives a difficult and frustrating adventure or a never-ending battle. To me, fighting against our brain is one of the biggest mistakes we can make because it takes up a lot of energy and gets us nowhere. The second mistake is believing that our challenges will never go away and underestimating our capacity to overcome them. I don't buy into that and I find very little negative in the fact that I have ADHD. Am I saying that I never get frustrated? Nope, because I do. Am I saying that there are days I don't wish I had a different brain? Not at all, but it usually doesn't last a very long time. Am I saying that the challenges will eventually disappear? No, but I believe they can be diminished considerably. Am I saying that what science tells us about ADHD has no use? No, because it helped us better understand something very, very complex. But I just can't settle for ADHD being something that brings only hardship, struggles, complexity, and everything else you can think of. One of the first books I read about positive psychology is The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker, and one I highly recommend. He tells the story of how he applied at Harvard on a dare and got unexpectedly accepted, which changed how his brain processed his experience because he saw it as a privilege and felt grateful for every moment, even the stressful and challenging ones. 
While pursuing his graduate studies, he was hired by Harvard to be a proctor, an officer who lives in residence with undergraduates. His job was to help them navigate the difficult path of academic success and happiness within the prestigious institution. That's when he identified a pattern between students who were happy and grateful to be at Harvard and those who had lost sight of that and were only focusing on the workload, the competition, and the stress. Anchor writes, They fretted incessantly about their future despite the fact that they were earning a degree that would open so many doors. They felt overwhelmed by every small setback instead of energized by the possibilities in front of them. And after watching enough of those students struggle to make their way through, something dawned on me. Not only were these students the one who seemed most susceptible to stress and depression, they were the ones whose grades and academic performance were suffering the most. He also mentions that a poll from 2004 revealed that depression affected four and five Harvard students at least once during the school year. Anchor went out to find the one in five who were thriving and had a higher level of happiness, achievement, productivity, humor, energy, and resilience to try identifying what was setting them apart from the norm. He took his observation and created his own empirical survey that became one of the largest studies on happiness at Harvard. At the time, studies on what causes some to rise to the top and thrive in challenging environments while others never become what they have in them to be were multiplying all over the world. We know now that putting success before happiness simply doesn't work and that it actually works the other way around. So imagine if we were to start feeling happy, grateful, and privileged for having a brain like ours and loved it, instead of criticizing its unique way of functioning. I know it sounds crazy, but try to imagine it for a minute. Even if ADHD doesn't define who you are, it still is a part of who you are. So loving your ADHD brain means loving a part of yourself. Is that easy to do? Well, that depends on where you are right now, but I hold the conviction that you can embrace your uniquely wired brain. As Albert Einstein said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. The main difference between our ADHD brain wiring and the neurotypical brain wiring is that at its core, the ADHD brain is all about interest, anticipation, and novelty, which is very different from the neurotypical brain that works primarily from importance. Even if something is important for someone but boring for others, the neurotypical person still has the neurological ability to pay attention to it and see it through. With ADHD, our interest must come from inside ourselves, not from an external source. Interest ignites your ability to pay attention and be engaged in what you do that interests you. 
I find that living with ADHD kind of makes my life interesting and it's also wonderful in helping me see myself from different angles, like the facets of a diamond that only awaits me to polishing it so it can reveal its magnificent beauty. The best gift we can give ourselves is to stop believing what others think about us. How can they know? They don't have the brain we have. I also think that the negative aspects of ADHD have had and still have a lot, if not too much, attention. But the ones that can put the positive aspects in the spotlight are us and we can do that by loving our brain just the way it is. In doing so, in accepting that our brain is amazing, we also accept part of who we are and that is just a beautiful thing we can do for ourselves. Of course, I realize that the scenario of how ADHD impacts our lives is different for everyone. But there are so many reasons to love your ADHD brain, even a tiny little bit, and then find ways to make that love grow. So here are my top five reasons to love your ADHD brain. Reason number one, extraordinary ingenuity and an incredible sense of observation that leads to a unique ability to make connections that others miss. Reason number two, a joie de vivre and a contagious enthusiasm that make us fun people to be around. Reason number three, a sincere and deep concern for others with amazing empathy. Reason number four for loving your brain, a sharp intuition that also proves to be excellent to detect BS. Reason number five, a keen-mindedness and a unique sense of humor. The list is, of course, much, much, much longer. Spontaneous, clever, creative, sensitive, with a deep desire to help others. I invite you to continue adding to the list and show love and appreciation to your ADHD brain every day. You can also have thoughts and use words of praise for your unique brain. Eliminating words like always and never because it's not true that you can never concentrate and that it's always going to be a struggle. Seeing the things you're good in and give them a lot of attention instead of focusing on what's not working. Honor and embrace your uniqueness. Give yourself a pat on the back when you remember to do something instead of bringing yourself down when you forget. Replace the word struggle by challenge. Why? Because a challenge, no matter how difficult, is something that can be overcome. A struggle is more like a battle against something. Something so tough and complicated that it's hard to think we can win the fight. So now you know my top five for loving your brain and I really hope that you continue adding on to that list and, well, if you want to share with me, feel free, I'll be happy to read. Now the question is, are you willing and ready to turn right and believe that your brain is really amazing just the way it is, that your challenges are not insurmountable 
and that life with ADHD can be more simple? I so appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.